So first of all, tell me about what it's like, what the boating community is like and what, what I need to know about that. It's a very close community, a very mm -hmm. caring community. Um, I've got to the point now where there's really very little I can do for myself, so I have carers or personal assistants that come in, and they are all boaters. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, all bar one who lives just around the corner, but her son lives on a boat. And what's the difference between someone in the boating community and someone who would be oh, a carer? They, they just know how things work. Yeah. On a boat, it's completely different living to in a house you know you have to be very careful not to use too much water your power and emptying toilets yes That's the other thing we've got a chemical toilet now i can't see an agency carer in a nice little blue uniform going 150 yards off down the towpath with my bicycle and trainer with a plastic bottle <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about how you got to that stage where you were looking for people who would be carers from the community and that tell me about that well i just got to the point where i realized i couldn't do it on my own anymore mm. i was really struggling i was relying on friends to help me out with a lot of things that i just couldn't physically manage anymore and that's when my gp said right get yourself a social worker mm -hmm. and uh, yeah and she was brilliant got me the budget worked oh, out exactly what help i need it's i've got adrenocortical cancer it's so rare most people my vet had heard of it apparently it's not uncommon in dogs oh <laughs> <laughs> but in people it's extremely rare and is that at what point did you get to thinking this is it there's not much we can do about this or did they did you come to that conclusion did they tell you how did that work i've pretty much made the decisions all along mm. um yeah, I have, I, after the initial surgery, I had two liver resections, mm. um, two lots of radiofrequency ablations. Yeah, there, there are drugs. I did try chemo mm. a year ago. It was just horrendous. Mm. Horrendous. Yeah. I gave up after. The second one nearly killed me. It was just so toxic I had to stop. Yeah. Oh, no, that was just horrendous. Yeah. It really was. But I'd got to the point where um, I went to Basingstoke Hospital for the mm. ablation. A mm. brilliant hospital. Mm. Absolutely amazing. What made them good? What made them good? You walked into the hospital and it wasn't like walking into your typical NHS hospital. Mm. Um, everything was run in-house. All the catering, mm. the cleaning, everything. There was matron. And everyone was on first name terms. Hmm. It was, it seemed like a really good place to work. The experience of being in that hospital and feeling that I was treated so well. Hmm. That little things like the the evening after, you know, the ward housekeeper came round with the menus for tea, and I really didn't feel hungry. I didn't fancy anything, and so she offered to send down to the restaurant for a jacket potato with cheese for me because mm. that's what you wanted because yeah. she said well, how about a jacket potato with some cheese said, oh yeah that would, that would be nice actually so she did that so that I had something to eat because I didn't want anything that was on the menu yeah yes Maybe. the staff were happy yeah and that made a difference yeah I think it's building good relationships with your colleagues yeah yeah 
and then you can have good relationships with your patients. Yeah, and I'm not an easy patient. Well, I don't think I'm difficult because there's never any date what I want. Mm-hmm. And I will say if something's not right. But also I will say if it is. Yeah, that's powerful, People isn't it? People don't say thank you enough. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And that's one of the things that is is really powerful about this series, I think, is that we get the chance to say thank you as well, actually. Yeah. Because that's important. I've, I've had some fantastic medical professionals and I still have yeah yeah and the GP surgery up here my GP is lovely bless him when I first met him he said I know absolutely nothing about this except what the old GP had passed on mm. and he said can you tell me everything you know that's good yeah so not afraid to, no. to use your knowledge no and he's young and he wants to learn So I just sat for 10 minutes and explained it as quickly as I could and he asked questions. Yeah. Yeah, you must listen to your patients. If someone, especially if someone's been living with a condition for a long time, as I had a doctor say to me, you know, you've been living in that body for a long time, you know it better than anyone. And that's great to have a doctor say something like that. Yeah. It's all about respect. Yeah. Yeah. And I have felt some doctors there was absolutely no respect whatsoever. It was all about them. When the sense of humour doesn't go in this either. It's very therapeutic, laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the, the longer this goes on, the sicker my sense of humour gets. I've got to be careful what I say to certain people. <laughs> I know I've got some friends that I just don't have to hold back. It's wonderful. <laughs> But yeah, I think they need to know, not all patients are going to be doom and gloom and crying. And no. So it does help to make little jokes about it sometimes. Yeah. And I think that well, my own personal opinion is that the longer you've got to live with something, the more you've got to make jokes about it. Yeah. Because you, you can't live feeling sorry for yourself. No. And you can't live with, I, I would say you can't live with other people feeling sorry for you. That's oh, really horrible. That's the worst yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. You've got to get over that. I don't want pity. No. No, no, it's absolutely don't... unlivable with, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, just treat me the same as you've always treated me. Yeah. I'm still the same person. The other thing I was wondering about is, you know, without without wanting to rush ahead, what are your plans for, for when you have died? Do you have a... Does the yeah. community have a plan? Yeah. Tell me about that. We've got it all sorted. Tell me. Yes, because I'm dying at home. Uh-huh. And the hospice of said that they will support me in that because I don't want to be in hospital yeah and um, I will be laid out here we've got a lady who's a kind of alternative undertaker that what I, makes her alternative <laughs> well she deals with more natural burials oh, okay. and people that want things in a different way we went to, a friend took me to they had a death fair at Bristol Museum huh. So it's a bit like a wedding fair, but for people that are dying. What a brilliant idea! It was. It was fantastic. Because one of the things that I'd always wondered is that I want to do things the old-fashioned way. I want my body to be kept here for a few days and then taken off to be buried. How on earth do you keep a body cool on a boat? Yeah. They've got special cool packs that they use, and she will come in and... Oh. 
My sister and I are going to make my shroud, which is going to be spectacular. What's it going to look like? It's going to be made of wool felt, purple, and with a calico lining, so it's nice and strong. And we're going to make a top cover, which is going to be removable. Um, I will get friends and family to make things to decorate it, so it's a nice keepsake for my family afterwards. I've told them. I said, I don't care if you stick it in a carrier bag in, the, in your wardrobe, you're having it. <laughs> you will remember me. Yeah. I like that idea, though, as well, that it, that you get a chance to think about what it is that you're going to decorate that cover with. What yeah. is it that's going to connect you with that person? Mm. And then I go into... I've got friends. They're a bit odd. OK, they're very odd. They're, yeah, and he's got a hearse. Oh, it's great. It's got skeletons and green lights and all sorts in it. It's oh, a bit of fun. I just want to see everyone's faces. I just want to see their faces. <laughs> well, but then it's quite good in a way because yeah, I can organise all this. Yeah, and I realise that we have we've gone off messages for doctors, but that's I think that's that's that is a message for them actually, isn't it? That is. That, that is they all need to part know of it. if you've got a patient that wants to talk about dying. Yeah. Yeah. And talk about it. Yeah, that's really useful. Yeah, and I think it reassures.